0: All right, so this is Bible Studies with Russ. Um, as I mentioned last time, uh, this we're looking at the Book of Judges. I mentioned a few things last time as far as our YouTube page and things such as that. If you're listening to this online, uh, you'll be able to find, uh, us on, find me on YouTube, these channels, excuse me, these uh, studies, rather, uh, Bible Studies with Russ. If you go to YouTube and search Russ-Bible Studies, it should come up. Um, our most recent study last week is up there. Also, I do share a podcast My brother Zach Hall and I do called Coffee with Zach and Russ. That is on there as well. Uh, that is just an audio version of it, but it is found up on, on that channel as well, as you can see uh, from by the screen there. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I think that is it. Uh, I don't have my um, OABS page up here but if you go to um, uh, bywaymedia.org you can find uh, all of our podcasts listed there and you'll find Bible Studies of the Rust listed as you can see on the screen Bible Studies of the Rust the audio version is on all the major platforms there Apple, Google, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, TuneIn and uh, iHeartRadio and some others as well so you can find it there uh, also um before we let's see this, I think we're ready to get started actually. So let's go ahead and move into it. We are in Judges chapter thirteen. I'll try to make that uh big enough for you. Um let me see if I can raise it anymore. Doesn't look like it. Okay. So as a way of quick recap, um we're in Judges thirteen uh, last week we finished all the chapter 12 we got into chapter 1 through 5 we talked about what is the Nazarite vow uh, there from uh, Numbers chapter 6 1 through 21 uh, we read through talking about what the Nazarite vow uh, what all that includes and so you can go back and look at Numbers 6 1 through 21 to look at that as well but we're looking now at verse uh, so we got through verse 5 Um Verse 5 is the last verse we read, For behold, he shall conceive conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So now we're going to be in verse 6. Excuse me, verse 6, which says, So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God... Pull this down a little bit. Man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. Very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. So uh, the strangers we find here uh, began by revealing his knowledge of the circumstance and in, in the life of the godly wife. uh She was barren. let we look here, verses 6 and 7. Um the hour was about to change. She would conceive a bear, give birth to a son. In preparation for for the birth of his son of the son, the woman was to be careful not to drink any strong drink, or eat any unclean thing. The son was to be a Nazarite to God from the womb. God would use the consecrated man to begin to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistines. The woman then reported, as we find here in verse six, the incident to her husband. She described her visitor as a man of God. This was ter- this terminology uh, was this was terminology commonly applied to prophets. Nonetheless, she gave a description of the visitor which made her made clear to her husband this man was no ordinary prophet. His appearance um, was was like the angel of God, very awesome. Look at verse 7 there. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine, nor similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Verse 7. <clears throat> she did not ask, as we find here, uh, as we go back in verse 6, she did not ask where he was from. He did not tell her. Uh, the stranger uh, did not volunteer his name. Then she repeated, as we find in verse seven, the instructions uh, and the prophecy which the angel of Yahweh had given her in verses six and seven. And so that brings us up uh, a little bit up to speed here with uh, with Samson. Uh, going back to verse one, talking about um, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Thus, here comes Samson, right? And we find that this woman. He was barren, as we find verse three. She was barren, but now um, the wife we mentioned before in verse two, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren, and again her name not given. She has a visit from the angel of the Lord. He tells her she's going to bear a son. He's going to be a Nazarite and to not do certain things uh, here listed that would go against being a Nazarite. And then in verse six and seven, she repeats this to uh, to her husband what had taken place now as we go back to our outline here uh, verses 2 through 7 is the first appearance of the angel Um, the first appearance of the angel let me just update that just a little bit there Um, the second appearance we're gonna look at in a second verses 8 through 23 and then verses 24 and 25 the birth and the growth of the child So that brings us uh, up to speed here. So we're looking at verses 8 through 23. We're going to probably break this down a little bit more than just that huge hunk there. Let's go and go back here. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, "Oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. You know, when I I read this, I think of a man who just is very sincere. You know, the idea there of not wanting to do anything wrong, not wanting to go against God, um, and so he he is wanting, I think, at least to me, when I read this, I see sincerity there in verse eight. I uh, mean, think about it. You put your, yourself in his position, if you can even begin to imagine what that would be like—an uh, angel, Lord, coming to you, to tell you, you're going to have a son he's going to deliver this 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 nation is doing evil. You're going to—he's going to deliver them, um, but not to do certain things. And so the husband here in verse eight prays to the Lord. And he says, O oh my Lord, please let the man of God who you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do with the child who will be born. I don't think it's the idea that the, that the we should not look at this and think, well, the angel Lord didn't tell him enough. No, it's the idea there, I think, of being one to be crystal clear and be completely careful. Everything he did, that the man, this man here prays to God. Looking at verse 9, And God listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. It's interesting here <laughs> that the husband prays, but the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman, not to the man. Uh, very interesting, at least to me. Um, what that means, um, I'm not entirely sure. But the man was not there. Verse nine, maybe this is, to maybe, I don't know. But the husband's going to rely upon the woman to to relay this uh no that's a bad thing, but it's interesting that the man prays and he's not even there when the angel Lord comes again um, there's definitely a special bond between the the child and the mother, and so perhaps that's why uh he's appearing to, to the mother uh, here uh, there's a bond between the between the father and the son uh, father and the child no doubt about it uh there's there's a very close one very special kind of bond between the child a child and their mother. Uh, We look at verse 9. And God listened to the voice of Manoah. And so the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Verse 10. Then then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. Uh, So Manoah arose and followed his wife when he came to the man. And he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. So here we are. We're catching up. The, The angel appears the husband's out there. the she's able to go to get her husband and come back, and he is still there waiting. Um, very interesting. Not something that I think you you see a lot of this type of the situation, uh, and leaving and coming back. Um. But nonetheless, nevertheless, he is he is there waiting, and as we look there in verse uh, verse ten, she goes and tells her husband. Uh, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manoah rose and called his wife. When he came to the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this to this woman? And he said, I am. Interesting, he says, to this woman, not to my wife. Um, I don't know, just little things. That, that's kind of weird. But anyway, verse 12. Let's scoot this up a little bit. Manoah said, Now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? I do like the way he asked that. Uh, he asked, first, now let your words come to pass, I mean we want we want your words to be fulfilled. And he says, What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? Very interesting, very a very deep uh question, he might say. And so as you as you look here in in chapter uh, chapter 13 uh, as we look at this year uh, verse in verse 12 um, the angel we find here he asked what is this what is this boy's life and work now look at the response there and we're gonna read through verse 14 an angel Lord said to Manoah of all that I said to the woman let her be careful She may not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor may she drink wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. All that I commanded her, let her observe. And so he repeats. He says, you know, don't let her eat these things, right? He gives the previous instructions. Those instructions were then repeated in the presence of Manoah. Though God answers the prayers of believers, he also places limits upon their actions. If one is to be used to accomplish anything for God, he must follow directions. Um, And that's what we find here. If Samson is going to be used, his parents had to follow directions as well. Samson will uh, also, but the parents have to listen and and follow through. You know, we want to be a proper servant of God. We too have to listen. We too have to follow through. God tells us what we are, what we must do in order to be pleasing to Him, in order to be proper servants, and things of that nature. And if we don't listen, we won't be pleasing him, and we won't be the servant we, we could or should be for him. <coughs> Verse 15. Let's look at verses 15 and 16 here uh, together. <coughs> Verse 15. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please let us detain you, and we will prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know he was the angel of the Lord, verse fifteen and sixteen. So Manoah still thought at this point that he was dealing with a prophet of God, wanting to be hospitable, he, he offered to prepare a meal for his guest. The angel said he would not eat of a meal, but he would wait, but he would wait if Manoah cared to offer a burnt offering to Yahweh. Manoah recognized the clue here he, his guest was much more than a prophet since he was not a human being, he, he wanted to offer he wanted an offering rather than a meal. Uh, verse. Let's look now at verse uh, seventeen and eighteen. Uh, let me scoot this up a little bit. Verses seventeen and eighteen. Then Manoah said to the angel, "Lord, what is your name?" Then that when your words come to pass, we may honor you. An angel, of the Lord, said to him, "Why do you ask my name? Seeing it is a seeing it is wonderful." Um. Let's let's you read for just a second. So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it upon the rocks of the Lord, and he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. And happened as a flame went up toward heaven from the altar that the angel of the Lord descended into the fl- in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. And so, um, they fell on their faces to the ground. Verses 17 through 20, um. They want to know, you know, he wants to offer up uh, something to, uh, he says, he says, what is your name that when your words come to pass, we may honor you? Um, And the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name, seeing it as wonderful? Uh, Is it wonderful his name, or is it wonderful the things he's going to do? Uh, The things that, that, excuse me, the things that God's going to do, that the angel of the Lord has revealed to him, right? Um, He never learns the name, does he? So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it up upon the rock to the Lord, and he did, and he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. Verse twenty, what happened? As as a flame went up, he 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 disappeared. He went into flame and he ascended. Right, the Bible says, um, the angel Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. Do you picture a flame coming up and the angel Lord just going? How did it happen? I have no idea. Uh, he happened as a flame went up toward heaven. When the altar, the angel of the lord ascended in the flame of the altar. I can imagine, in some way, maybe what happened. His body changed, his form changed, and he went in that form went into the flame, and he went up. I have no idea, no idea. How do you how do you how do you explain the amazing things that God and His and God's servants do? Because and God's messengers, like the angel, that's what the word angel literally means is messenger. That's really all it means. And, uh, you know, when someone says, you know, oh, he's, he's an angel, you could say, well, if you mean he's a messenger, he's a messenger who brings a message from God. Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, in a non-miraculous way, uh, you know, we could say that some people are messenger are quote-unquote angels, so I wouldn't use that term because people get very confused with that. But an angel just simply means a messenger. Um, and so this messenger of God this and this angel of the Lord, this messenger of the Lord, did not reveal his name, and then he ascends up in, into sins up into heaven in the flame of the altar, and he did it in front of them, which means <clears throat> why did he do it in front of them one if they saw it with their own eyes they couldn't they couldn't deny what happened um they couldn't try to convince themselves well that's really not what happened. it happened right in front of them, right in front of them um. Amazing, amazing things, right? It's interesting how the Bible says here, and he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. No doubt, <laughs> a wondrous thing. How else would you describe that? It's it's incredible. Um, you know, there's no there's no movie special effects there. This was the real deal, so to speak, right? Uh, verse twenty says here, and it happened uh, that when this happened, and when Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. Light part of verse twenty there. Verse 21 says, When the angel of the Lord appeared uh, no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that his wife knew, rather, knew that knew that he was the angel of the Lord. He wasn't just some man. He wasn't a prophet coming physically, but he was the angel of the Lord. Um, based on, I think, everything he's seen, right? Verse 23, But his wife said to him, If the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us all these things, nor would he have told us such things, at such things as these at this time verse 22 and 23 and so Manoah is portrayed as being much more confident much more calm and logical here uh, if god intended to slay them he would not have one accepted the sacrifice to perform wonders nor would he revealed good tidings so here again as frequently in judges the godly wisdom of woman outshines that of the men surrounding her uh, now those are the words of james smith um i would say that here the woman points out to the man that if god wanted to kill us he would have done it um no doubt i mean men can be hard i mean men can be slow to pick up on things and women can pick up on things quicker at times i mean we know that it goes back and forth right um and so i don't know about the phrase here the godly women godly wisdom of, of a woman outshines that of the men surrounding her frequently through Judges, I wouldn't go that far. Um, not saying there's not good women here in Judges, but to say, say as if it's happened repeatedly, uh, I don't know about that, but um, here, here in this situation in Judges uh, 13, uh, the woman was much more on, on the ball, so to speak, than, uh, than her husband. Uh, you'd think um, through her husband who was named and the wife was not, um, she was on the ball. And she reinforces the truth. Look, if the Lord wanted us dead, we'd be dead. Um, and so let's let's move up here, verse twenty four so the woman bore a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at uh, Manea, Dan, between Zora and Estol. And I do apologize that that is hard to read. I've been trying to get these highlights off of here, and it is not being cooperative, but anyway, so we look at verse 20, uh, 24 and 25. As predicted, the woman gave, gave birth uh, to a son. She named him Samson, which means sunshine or perhaps sunny for short. His birth meant the dawn of a new day in the house of Manoah and for Israel. The childhood of Samson is passed over in silence. The text simply says the child grew and Yahweh blessed him. As he came into his adult years, the spirit of Yahweh began to stir him, stir him, stir him and Mahedin at a nearby place in Judah. This was the first of many times when Samson received overpowering impulses from the Spirit of God, which drove him on and enabled him to perform amazing feats of strength. And so uh, there you have it. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord moved upon him, began to move upon him. There uh, Judges 13, verse 25. Now, um, we're actually going to go and stop there for today. And I'd I like to be able to to look more at chapter 14, look more in depth. And so we're going to go ahead and stop there today. We're at about 20 minutes. Uh, Lord willing, next week um, we will look at... Actually, next week's maybe it will either be pre-recorded and won't be live or it will just be postponed until after the first of the year. But next, week, next time we come back together, we'll be looking at Judges chapter 14. Uh, I do have a brief outline for that here, uh, but again, we're not going to look at it today. Uh, Judges 14, you have the attraction trip, 1 through 4. You have the arrangement, 5 through 7. You have the celebration trip, 8 through 18. And you have the vengeance trip, 19 through 20. That's your brief outline of Judges chapter 14. Okay, we're going to go ahead and stop there today. I do thank you for your time and for your attention. I hope this has been uh, encouraging to you. Hopefully it has been something that has been official. and hope you'll share this with others. Again, you can find uh, Bible studies of the Russ on Bible Media on various major platforms as well, uh, podcast platforms, and then again also on YouTube as well at Dash bible studies. So I do thank you for being here today. Hope you enjoyed the study. Hope to see you again uh, next time.